Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. We've always got a uh, place on this radio show for Portland State. Bruce Barnum is the football coach at Portland State. Uh, they had a tough loss last week at Montana State. They're enjoying a bye week this week. Uh, is that true? Do you enjoy a bye week, or do you just uh, get through a bye week? Oh, no. Uh, we have goals for it, John. I want to – our next one is uh, – thanks for having us, number one. Um, Northern Arizona's next, you know. We go down there, so – educated on them get a couple days ahead that's the bonus of it uh get healthy stay healthy and ever since i could afford one it's um winterize the boat week which is depressed it's it's depressing but you know i'm thinking of not because i heard it's going to be nice um at the end of the week but i don't know winterizing that boat's a bitch it is when I mean, it's the, easy. It's just yeah. it's a rite of passage of the year. I don't like. Yeah. Do you? Is it because it signals the end of the boating fishing season for you? Well, time wise, yeah. You know, we get little time in June, maybe, and maybe May sneak out one for the spawn. You know, when the water changes, if you can find somebody to tell you the water temp, and then you know, July you can get some. This one's a slow year. I had some things going that. I had to take care of out of town, but you know, July is a one time. Early July, you try to hit it if if you if you want to fish smallmouth. You know, we were talking on the show yesterday about brown bears, black bears. What do you do if you encounter a bear? What in the world did you send me? You got a video that you sent me of a bear. Well, uh, Americana. You know, we we were talking on. A, you know, we went to Bozeman uh, on a. Friday, we landed a little, you know, early. Uh, we had the day, or a lot of the day, and I didn't give to. I didn't want. I didn't care about practicing in the stadium. We were staying out, you know, about twenty-five minutes away. Anyway, one of our staff guys talking, who's from Montana, he goes, "Hey, we can go see the grizzly bears." I'm like, "What?" And so we looked at. I looked at. We didn't tell anybody. Uh, another coach and I, John Ely, my travel guy, we looked at. It was right off the freeway. It, it's a uh, uh, there's not many out there. There's one in West Jellystone. I know there's a, there's a few in America, but it's a recovery center where, or a bear they put, they bring them in, you know, if there's something wrong, they can't be in the wild. Anyway, grizzly bears, that's what they have there. So I brought the guys there. We pulled over and the three buses were like, what the hell is Barnum got going now? I gathered them, said, welcome to Americana. Uh, they looked at a bear. Some guy, uh, I don't think some guys have seen one. You know, it, it was unique to watch some of them <laughs> interact because you're pretty close. You're pretty close at this place. Do you get scared? Do you get scared when you see him? I think he did. You know, he was sitting back because the wall. I didn't. I didn't trust the trench. They have like a trench thing. I, I swear to God, if he went yeah. running and jumped, I think he could have <laughs> been in the crowd chewing. You know. Yeah. But anyway, so I walked up and I asked, I think I drive my people crazy. They had a little ice cream stand there and the person said they can keep up scooping. So I said, hey, Portland State, if you want ice cream, 
it's on me. So half of them went over there, you know. But it was a stop. Something to break up today. But, yeah, it was, I mean, they had a big-ass bear. Give me an idea. All right, so you and I are on a trail. You know, we're out in the woods. What? We encounter a bear. You know, I turn to you and say, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> you want honesty or you want, I mean, I want honesty. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I love you, man, but <laughs> I, uh, I have an issue with you in that situation. And you, you probably know what it is, yes? You just need to outrun me. Oh, yeah, you're probably faster than me. So I'm probably going to punch <laughs> you in the neck as hard as I can and just start going, man. <laughs> wow. Well, is... well, yeah, I mean, what is it? If it, if we're down to whose life, you're already faster than me, so you're not going to get too, too – you're going to – if we run. Have you, ever had, have you ever encountered a mountain lion or a bear or something that, you know, an experience like that where you're face-to-face -face with something in, in the wild? Uh, I had a cat – we had a place we used to go to it by Jellystone. You know, so we, we saw bear. Well, mostly the grizzlies were usually a long ways away, but they did trap one right next to our place. That was pretty unique to see them that close in those traps. They, you know, trap them in and throw them back in the park. But, no, I was the guy always looking for the scat, you know. And if it was fresh, um, get the hell out of Dodge. Uh, you know, something's wrong if you see a mud pile with berries and a little fur, it's time to go. Um, and then uh, just be careful. And we were, I have been close once. We were in a berry patch, um, and the berries were about up to your armpits, and there was a bear in there, and that was unique. I think he had enough to eat. You know, that was in the park up by Tower. But, um, you know, that's it. I haven't been that close to to an actual bear. Moose are the ones you look out for. Up there, they're more dangerous than a grizzly bear. Well, they'll come at you. Yeah, I don't... And then a cub, you know, another warning sign. You see a cub, you know, you better... Don't pet it. You gotta get get out of there as well. It's a bad sign. That's a bad sign if you see a cub because you know mama's not far away. Bruce Barnum right, with us. especially if he wants to come up and play with you and, you know, chew on your shoelaces you know you got it you got an issue give me an idea you know how are you feeling about the season where you sit now one-on-one on big sky play obviously you get a bye week is it is it about getting healthy is it about just taking a taking a pause right now and fixing some things you want to fix what's the bye week about for you um get healthy and get ahead on the next one like i said and honestly uh, one at a time. We just played the best in our conference. They're ranked number two in the country. Um, and it was a good gauge for my guys. Up, up front, uh, John is why they beat us. Uh, they beat They were able to, to cause havoc with four guys, and they were able to run A-gaps uh, with a, a damn good old line. So I think that was a good gauge for the young guys we were playing up there. You know, and now from here on out, I've got six games left. We have one, excuse me, FCS. I think we have a chance every Saturday. I think our offense is dynamic. I think our defense is getting better every week. Have to fix their mistakes. Have to have good eyes. Uh, my special teams, 
uh, is, is like trying to trap a grizzly bear. They're all over the place, but they play they play hard, you know. <laughs> and that's who we are. I like who we are. I just got to bring everybody healthy and and turn them on and keep them straight. And I think we have a chance to win all six. Um, but we're going to take it one week at a time and see, see how, where the chips lie. Bruce Barnum with us, Portland State coach. All right, so you, you you got the Montana State experience. I watched the game. I tuned in. It felt to me like it maybe the midpoint of the game, you had a little bit of momentum. They just got away from you up front in the second half. Am I reading that right? I mean, just over time, uh, their ability to run the football mattered. Yes. I mean, they had a big run. Um, we couldn't keep up. I lost our center ankle on the Tuesday, actually the Tuesday of last time we talked on my radio day. I just lost my center, and we, uh, I, from the looks of it, didn't think he's going to be able to play. We started a freshman, a hell of a uh, talented freshman at right guard. <laughs> you know, then two old linemen went down in the second half. I'm like, all right, this is getting up. Um, but they beat us up up front, you know, but um, it was it, it what you said probably yet yeah, perfect because we uh, got wore out, uh, we got banged up, you know, we had two three guys out, and I'm like, hey, who's next? You know, talking about up front, so we're trying to throw quick, you know, the run. I I like my tailbacks, but runs aren't as good, you know, when you got young guys in there against them monsters of the midway so yeah they they got it but we were still close they popped a long run uh, in the third quarter after we pinned them deep that was you know a heartbreaker that's where it kind of turned in my mind again okay we have to put it together here we can't protect for very long so let's go mid-range to shore tried to figure it out tried to find a way um but in the end we didn't make it You are rubbernecking looking over at the Pac-12. You've played Oregon. You've seen a little bit of the Pac-12 games. Oregon's going to be playing Washington here after a bye week. This week? Oh, they have a bye? Next week. Yeah, got to both have a bye. Week 7, they'll play each other in Seattle. Feels like okay. a big game. What do I need to be thinking about as, as that game approaches? Um, what do you mean thinking about? Like who... Odds and stuff, or what? No, no, no. Just kind of how you're reading the game, what you think the keys to that game will be. I don't need you to give me a winner, but if Oregon does this well, they'll be okay in that game. Uh, or have you seen enough of Michael Penix Jr. to know that he's just going to be a problem for anybody? Well, uh, he's going to Penix is going to be a problem because they they protect him. Nobody touches him, you know. They protect him. They'll match protect him. They have some dynamic guys. And when you do that, um, your receivers, because uh, they have a, a decent line, their, their receivers have more time. You know, a, a single route becomes a double move. And, you know, you can even go. I remember watching, I've only been at two NFL games in my life, but I saw Brady throwing triple moves to an all-star receiver they had because they were max protecting him, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And Penix is accurate, and it, he's got a quick release. He's got a big arm. You know, that's what you're going to deal with with them. 
I mean, he, that, that kid's pretty damn good. Um, Oregon's a different different duck. You know, they, their offense is different, uh, built around Bo, which is um, more of, uh, you know, the RPOs, and he's a different person uh, than Penning. So I, I, I think tight game, you know, who's going to win? I don't know. You got the key and all that. And the horn or the siren going off up there, but I don't think that I don't think that affects University of Oregon. They've been in big games, you know. Um, it's a cool stadium. I'm guessing there's a lot of people there. So oh, are there going to be enough to be a 12th man? You know that place is open. Uh, can you be loud enough to affect the game? You know, maybe uh, get Penix a little deeper in situations. I don't know. Um, so I was thinking a game like that is going to come down to special teams. How do you disrupt Penix? You know, they've protected him well. How do you make him uncomfortable? Um, you know, there's two ways to do it. Do you drop eight, you know, to have too many people back there? But he gets rid of the ball so quick. I think that, looking back on him, and I, I don't I don't study him, but I would, I would think that is where you see tip balls and maybe picks because Oregon's quick in the back end. You know, so you do that. Uh, the problem is you send three, but, you know, send your best three. Uh, Oregon's got some pretty damn good threes they can send on there, so attack the edges with those two. You know, drop the nose to heck with them. Get those two DNs going on the edge, and it's hard to help, you know. So where do you flush, Penix? You know, try some of that stuff. So now he's trying to throw hot, or he's – because I haven't seen him scramble a lot. He sits back there, and he's – you know, taps her and, and launches it. And I forget that receiver's name, but that kid's – him and Penix work well together. I don't know his name, John, but he's a hell of a wide receiver. Um, uh, and he's, I think he's Penix's go-to. So, you know, and then it's – can either of them run the ball? I think Oregon's going to be able to because uh, of what they do with, with Knicks, you know. Um, they add the quarterback to it. They're not going to run Penix. Um, so – uh, it, it'll be interesting. If you and had they have the, a bye week, do both of them have a bye week? Yeah, they both have a bye. They both have a bye. There's going to be uh, no bit. There'll be no complaining and bitching about who had the bye week. They both right, have right. a bye. Now week. you got two staffs. I didn't think about that. You got two staffs who are. I mean, you already. We've already talked about. It. They got the numbers. You know, they got enough people to. Hey, give me this tendency. What are we going to do here? Yada yada. They have two weeks to work on each other. Um, that side of it, that's going to be a hell of a chess match. Two guys matching up a bye and two outstanding teams. That's pretty cool. Shit, that I might change, have to watch out. Does that change the game in your mind That versus maybe if it's a short week and they're playing on a Friday? Well, I think uh, true fans of the game, true fans that know both teams and have followed both teams, um, watch – the the first quarter I think is going to be the most interesting of that game. You're going to see the coaching. You know what I mean? How did they decide to attack? They had two weeks, you know, to kick this around. How are they going to get to Penix? What are they going to do to Penix? They're going to drop eight. They're going to send House. What are they going to do to try to disrupt him? You know, because they got time to think about it. You know, they have time to find your weakness. Okay, this guard, this guy. Um, this twist to this look, this pick blitz. You know, let's just let's send this pick blitz they got, see if we make Penix, you know, get off his target. But um, there's a lot of coaching going on that first quarter. 
Bruce Barnum, enjoy your bye week. Get your boat winterized, and I'll catch up with you next week. All right, thanks for having us, Sean. I'll talk to you. There he goes. On a bye week, Stephen, how many times should you dump him? Uh, two. And the second one I, I missed. Judah had to catch missed, my attention. You missed one. So he had three. Did he? On a bye week. Right. I think he had three. I thought I he don't had know. two. Two for sure. Maybe a third. I, I thought he was a little salty for a bye week. Good performance by Bruce Barnum. I love that insight and that analysis about the chess match and the fact that you got two coaching staffs who have an army of analysts who are both going to be analyzing every tendency, trying to predict. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, which team has shown more. You know, I don't think Oregon had to show very much. Portland State, Hawaii, they had to show some of their playbook in the Texas Tech game. Uh, I think they showed it in Colorado. Washington showed it in, certainly in, you know, having to get in that half against Michigan State. But I think it's going to be a great game. I'm not making my official pick now, but the line right now is Washington minus three and a half, Stephen. Home teams, home favorites in the Pac-12 win. Is Washington going to win this game? Well, and it's tough because, you know, you talk about home field advantages not being traded equal. Husky Stadium is a big advantage, right? Like, you you always say, you know, Reese's Stadium is like 14 points. I don't know what you would put Husky Stadium at, but it, it's got to be worth something. I think it's seven or eight points. Autzen Stadium, seven, eight, nine points. Uh, Reeser, I wouldn't say fourteen. I, I think it's more like ten, yeah. nine or ten points. It's just, it's just a it's an advantage. It's kind of like Rice Eccles Stadium. I think there's there's a few stadiums in the conference, you know, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Washington State. I think those schools in particular, big home field advantage, bigger than the average. And, and and I think those home games are worth more than other teams' home games. And Washington's getting Oregon at home. Leave it here. You got the BFT. Well, on tomorrow's show, it'll be Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach. He'll be joining us. Uh, on Friday, it'll be Justin Wilcox, the Cal coach. Uh, we will be talking uh, a little bit with John Wilner of the Barrier News Group, Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News on the program this week. And Stephen and I will be making our Pac-12 picks effective Thursday. Uh, do you have a lean yet, Stephen? Is it too soon? Can we can we do a little lean? Oh, we can we can lean all day, John. You want to lean on <laughs> this a little bit? Lean rock on it. Uh, let's just go through a few of these games that are the more compelling games. Washington State's going to UCLA. I mentioned that stat about home favorites. I was surprised that UCLA is a favorite at home against a higher-ranked Washington State team. I thought it would be a Washington State minus a point and a half, something like that. Nope. UCLA is minus four and a half right now at home against Washington State. And maybe we, that's maybe that's the Washington State home field factor there. Yeah, and we talk about home field advantages, UCLA is one of those teams that doesn't have a home field advantage. Like, you don't put that into that number very much. So, to me, it really says that, you know, Vegas and the sportsbooks think that UCLA is just a better team than Washington State. Um, do you I, agree with that? I kind of do. I kind of lean that way. And, you know, you look at UCLA, you know, the last time we saw them was that Utah performance. And that was a terrible performance on the road. But, again, at Rice-Eccles Stadium, Dante Moore starting – 
it's a tough spot. And, uh, you know, it just turned out that way. I think him being back at home, you know, getting a bye week, seeing Washington State get prepared for that, I think he comes out and he has a nice game. I, right now, John, I am leaning UCLA to win and to cover that game right now. I'm leaning the opposite direction. I think Washington State's better. I think we're starting to figure out who these teams are. And we watched Utah lose to Oregon State, and we saw Oregon State get beat pretty good by Washington State despite the score. Washington State beat them pretty good. They beat them by a couple scores. It got close late, but, you know, Oregon State wasn't going to win that game, save for an onside kick or whatever. And so I... I, I... We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.